We're blessed to have a team from Teen Challenge out of Winnipeg with us this morning, and I'll ask Pastor Michael Clark to come. I met one of the other guys, I think it was Joshua, right? Was that your name? Yeah. And you can introduce the team to us, and, uh, and uh, bless you as you start. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for the warm welcome to Killarney. Not the weather, you folks. Um, it is cold out there. Um, I left my wife at home. Our car wouldn't start, and it's, it's nasty in Winnipeg right now, and it just got, seemed to get colder as we came down. But we're warm in here, amen? And uh, thank you so much. I've only been in Manitoba since March. God called us here, and in August called me to Teen Challenge. And so I needed a map to look at where in the world Killarney was when I was told I was coming here. But this is a beautiful place, beautiful place, beautiful people. Thank you so much for inviting us. And uh, we've got some, some slides here uh, to show you. We deal, at Teen Challenge, we deal with men in, in Winnipeg anyway that are overcoming addiction every day, and it's an everyday battle for them. One day at a time, one moment at a time, one struggle at a time, and, and we're, we're seeing great victories there. And your support of Teen Challenge here as a church, as individuals, if you support us individually, I want you to know that as the Apostle Paul said, that's being credited to your account in heaven. Every one of these lives that gets changed, gets transformed by the power of the cross. And Teen Challenge is a Bible-based program. They are in the Word hours a week. What is it, 20 hours a week, guys, pretty much, that you're in the Word, and uh, they're out working, they're, they're doing things, and we, we get them ready to go back into society, to be, to be productive members of society, to be in their local church, and uh, we've got two of them here this morning. I'll just share a couple of things that are going on with Teen Challenge. We just finished the Radiothon. Now, I don't know if CHVN has a repeater station out here, if you can get it out here, but the local Christian radio station, and they raised over $80,000 for Teen Challenge this past week on a three-day program. So we thank God for that. Also, for those of you, I heard a few of you say that your sleds wouldn't start uh, this week, but if you get them started and uh, are interested, we have three rides for eternity or sled for eternity that FXR helps us present. There's three this year. Uh, They're up there. If you uh, want to participate, just go on our website, um, just uh, Google Teen Challenge of Central Canada. You'll get all the information there. Any help with um, keeping this program going would be greatly appreciated. Also, as you know, we've just opened the Brandon Women's Center. Brand new facility. It almost doubled the size of the facility, how many ladies they can take in. And this program is going amazingly well right now. Um, we've met with some of the girls that uh, were with the choir, and they've been in Winnipeg with us, and absolute transformed lives, absolutely sold out for Jesus, and ready to just hit the ground running and take their world for Jesus. So we're, we're just so thankful for that. I'm going to uh, call on Josh Sanderson to come up and just share a bit of what God's doing in his life. Just, you can just stand there. I think it's on. 
Just, yeah, just stand there. Is Joshua Sanderson. Um, I, I come from a, a, a reserve called Pegwis First Nation. I grew up back and forth from Winnipeg to my reserve. My dad lived in Toronto all my life. Um, I, was, I went out there when I was younger. Uh, I came back because of the fact that I was getting into too much trouble over there at a young age. I started drinking and drugging when I was 12 years old. Um, I got really curious to what it was, alcohol and um, marijuana. I really got a... I thought it was normal because my family, my family was, was drinking and drugging around me when I was younger. And I got curious to what it was and I really wanted to know, like, I, I wanted to know what it felt like. I wanted, I was curious. I was, I was a kid and I didn't, I thought it was normal because everyone was doing it around me. And then from there, I, it just led on and it, I'm 27 years of age right now. It, it, just kept, it just kept carrying on and getting worse and worse and worse. And that led me to, I went to grade 11 in school, but in, in school I was, I was still carrying on. I was hanging around with the bad kids. I was, Step right up there. there I was hanging around with the bad kids. Um, I wasn't really, I wasn't doing well for myself in school. I went to grade 11. I, I was uh, active. I played sports. I played hockey. Uh, right, right to junior A hockey, I played for the AAA Lightning. Other than that, I, what took me away from that was I also lived in the north end of Winnipeg half my life other than the reserve. I was back and forth. I had family in the north end of Winnipeg. It was pretty, it's a pretty rough area of the city. Uh, I got involved with criminal organization when I was really young. I was 16, 17. I got involved with the wrong crowd, and that really stole my joy. Like, I... I don't have family members that are Christians, but my grandmother was a praying grandmother, and I believe that that's what brought me to Teen Challenge and what brought me to come and to serve the Lord and be a servant of the Lord, like because of the fact that like there is praying mothers out there, and I believe that strongly. But what God's doing in my life right now is He's He's changed my look on life. I. I really know that I had I had problems, and when I called out to him, he he answered me. He answered me in a good way. He he, he put he put Teen Challenge in my path, and I was losing my family. I have three wonderful children. I was losing my family, like, and it was just everything was going downhill. And I I was in jail for this last time, and I I was in a I was in a six by eight cell with a, with a, my roommate and. I just started talking to God, and I was like, you know, God, like, what do you got for me? Like, where, where am I going to go in life? Like, you know, I started thinking of my grandmother taking me to church, and just a bunch of things going through my head. And I went to chapel one day, and the chaplain said, like, what about, he's like, would you take on a challenge? And I said, well, what kind of challenge is that? And he says, well, he's like, I'm going to give you a challenge, and it's called Teen Challenge. And he says, um, I think this is where you, where you want to be. This was a week after I called out to God in the cell where my cellmate thought I was crazy. He was like, what, what's the matter with you? And I was like, you know, I was at my turning point and I thought like, man, I, I don't know where I'm going, Lord. And I said, I just need your help right now. And if you're real, show me. Like, you know, I need, a, I need some proof that you're real. Like, and, and at that day, I gave my life to the Lord and 
since then it's it's just been my life's been getting restored i got relationships coming back and and he put teen challenge in my way and they're giving me the tools and stuff like that that i could use to put into practice while i'm at the center and they're giving me it's a real awesome program don't get me wrong it's it's hard to be do a program like this it's teen challenge it's it's a real challenge for us to be there and to do like just to do the bible studies three days a week and you know and it's it's hard for me to read and write i learned how to read and write while i was at teen challenge um i really have a lot of stuff that i'm really blessed with like god really blessed me with a lot of things he he blessed me with three beautiful children and he took those blinders off me that that i that i didn't know i had like i i didn't know the blessings he gave me until i got to teen challenge so they showed me these tools that i that i have and to use and it's it's really been like it's awesome to see what god could do in lives and like because where i came from and hanging around with this wrong crowd to where i am today and i'm looking back and like you know like that's a big jump like i jumped from you know i went from 0 to 100 real quick you know and that's all because of like god jesus you know and I didn't obey my parents. I got I got I got led away from my parents. My parents disowned me because of the choices that I made. Uh, I had a really awesome, awesome family that took me in when I was about 15 because I ran away from my mom's and CFS took me away and they said like you know you're not going to be living with your biological parents. You're going to be living with these folks and they were a real awesome couple and they still open their doors to me today they they disowned me for a few years because of the fact of the choices i made i was defined by my choices i made some bad choices in life i i choose to hang around with these people which my family said you know what we 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 don't want you around we don't we we love you but we're going to show you that we're the ones that really love you and those guys don't love you cuz i realized when i got in trouble with them i went to jail i had no one None of them phone I none of them would pick up my phone calls none of my friends would answer my phone calls none of my friends would send me money in jail or you know send me a card for christmas but I had my family doing that and I realized like when when I, when God took those blinders off that I really I realized that who my real family was and now I'm I'm blessed with a beautiful family I'm getting married in August 2018 um I have a beautiful 1-year-old son just turned one in December 10th so I'm really blessed by that um, but other than that like I'm really blessed with teen challenge because of the tools that they're giving me and the, it's it's just the character qualities that I love about it I get to put them into practice and it's it's pretty cool to see lives changing every day like you like I really had a hard time I didn't know where I was in my faith and I was kind of having a hard time but now that i that that i really see what i want to do in life is that i don't think one year is long enough for me in teen challenge i want i want more like i see the pastors what they're saying and what they're doing and like i want what they want what they have you know like they have that passion that that glory for god and like i i see that in the churches and like it just makes me feel like home you know that's what i like but i'll leave you all with a a verse today it's a ephesians 6:1 Obey your parents as a believer in the Lord obey them because that's the right thing to do. That's the verse after yesterday. Thanks.
Thank you, Josh. Now we've got a local boy coming. John's from Killarney. You live here. You're not from here. You live here. You live here. He doesn't attend this church, but you'll forgive him, won't you? Yeah. We all have Jesus' blood flowing through us. Amen? Where if Jesus Amen. Is there, I'm there. Yes, that's right. Isn't that amazing what God can do to a person? Um, that's what God does. He, he literally will touch you at the heart. And he changes a man and a woman from the inside out. And to be able to witness the lives that are transformed every single day in Teen Challenge is, is just amazing. Um, did you know that Teen Challenge has the highest success rate in the world for recovering addicts? 86%. That means that of every 100 students who walk in through the door, 86, and keyword is finish. We're also the hardest program in the world to finish. Seven years later, have not went back to using drugs and alcohol. Now, praise the Lord. Isn't that a statistic that, uh, you know, that is just, it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. Um, yes, um, my name is Jonathan McClellan. Um, I'm, I have a girlfriend who is a local girl, um, Michelle uh, Maine. She was born and raised in Killarney, and uh, we, we, we live here. Um, I spent many years on the road. Um, when I moved to Killarney six years ago, um, I kind of you know, didn't associate with the community very much um, because of my addiction. Um, I would... Uh, I didn't want to be labeled as, you know, oh, that guy, you know, drinking and using drugs. So I did it in either Brandon or Winnipeg or Ninet. <laughs> um, but, you know, we won't be doing that anymore. Um, okay. I'm 34 years of age, um, and I know God has been in my life ever since I was born. I was born to an alcoholic mother. Um, I was given up for adoption to my aunt and uncle at, at the age of, well, day one. Um, so... Um, my immediate family is actually my aunt and uncle, but I would never call them aunt and uncle um, out of respect for them and, of course, God, because God had loved me so much since the day I was born. He had put me in a Christian home. Um, you know, there's, and there's a lot of blessings in life that sometimes some of us don't realize, and I didn't realize that until I was 34 years of age. So, you know, there's a lot of things that have happened in my life, and I put them all on the table. There, there's, you know, guilt and shame um, is not from God. So, you know, every time I speak of things that have happened to me as a kid or an adult or this and that, I'm exposing the lies of the devil. And, you know, I have the tools now uh, from Teen Challenge to defeat him every day, every hour, every moment of my life. You know, prior to Teen Challenge, I endured 19 years of drug addiction, uh, alcoholism, organized crime. In my early 20s, you know, I was with a Lebanese and East Indian gang, and we had full control of northern Manitoba, um, you know, paying taxes to the Hells Angels, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, even Michelle is not familiar with my prior organized crime life because um, through the power of God, um, I got out of that lifestyle almost 10 years ago. But then I became an addict. I became an addict that uh, literally took everything away from me. In, in the matter of, of a year or two. Um, so, uh, and I don't know how it's possible to this day, um, you know, but in all the midst of my addiction, um, I still managed to get a college education. 
Um, you know, so I went from, you know, playing hockey, um, like Mr. Sanderson here. I grew up playing hockey. I had very, very good parents. I had every opportunity that a kid could want. I had parents that blessed me um, with, I grew up in private schools. Um, I had a father who was very, very kind-hearted, um, spiritually, mentally, and especially financially. Um, you know, he worked 36 years at INCO. Uh, my mother worked 36 years at the school board. So my parents, um, you know, coming from Métis communities, left their communities when they were teenagers to seek better opportunity, which was a mining community. And I was born and raised in Thompson, Manitoba. And, uh, you know, come to think of it, I'd have 11 years in the mine now if I stayed there. But, uh, you know, my, my addiction, um, you know, uh, was, was too strong at that time. So it, it, it brought me to, uh, to, to Brandon. Uh, but fortunately, um, you know, after uh, a stint in rehab in 2008, um, you know, I met Michelle um, at, at a job. I ended up working for her brother. And, uh, you know, we uh, have three, three wonderful children. Um, Michelle uh, has children from a previous marriage that, uh, you know, I consider my own. Um, you know, so we have uh, seven children. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to, to raise a family of seven, well, nine, including us, when dad is drinking and using drugs. Um, it really brought our relationship to no relationship. So, uh, and this is all new to Michelle. I can see her sitting there and she's like, who is this man talking up there? Mm-hmm. You know, because I haven't been home in a year. And, uh, you know, um, I was very angry when I left. Very angry, full of hate, full of resentment. Um, and coming to Teen Challenge, you know, being a slave to darkness ended me up in places I never thought I would be. Um, you know, in Killarney, I ended up getting a couple of impaireds on the way back from Brandon, Ninette one time. Um, you know, and then I got into a fight in Brandon uh, at a local bar. Um, you know, and I ended up doing a, a heavy jail sentence of one year in Winnipeg maximum security. Um, you know, because um, the law was just, they just had enough of me. So, you know, learning those lessons at the age of 33, um, going through my whole organized crime years of 18 and my 20s and not spending a day in jail, then all of a sudden I have a beautiful girlfriend and, and children and, and I'm doing time in jail. I said, man, something's got to change. You know, so uh, the, the devil was really, really after me. Because I have a brother who's a minister who actually uh, 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 pastorals a church in, in Winnipeg called Soul Sanctuary. And my parents are very active in their church in Thompson. Uh, they're board members. So when you have a praying family after you, and when you have a praying brother, um, you know, things, things come to an end. You know, and, and fortunately for me, God answered their prayers. Uh, and, and when God did that, he said, the only way I'm going to get this guy to listen is, is jail. So the unwillingness to give up control, selfishness, you know, my anger, my hate for people and things around me, um, you know, was very overwhelming in my life. And coming to Teen Challenge, uh, the moment I walked in through those doors, I decided, okay, God, this is where you have me. I, I surrendered my life to him. And ever since then, I've been happy. I have joy. 
I experience a happiness in my heart every single day, every moment actually, that is just unexplainable. And, and it's, actually, it's from the Holy Spirit. Because I've never been happy before. True happiness. You know, I've been happy at times when I was drinking beer and, you know, using drugs. I thought that was happiness. Um, but to finally find true happiness, I never thought was possible. And, 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 I, and, it, and it had to do with Jonathan. Um, Jonathan had to give up control. Jonathan had to give up his life. If I, if I keep, if I trust in my own life, if I make personal decisions that are of, of, of my thinking, then I have no life. If I put all my trust in God, and I trust in God to make those decisions for me, through the Holy Spirit, through prayer, because there's ways of attaining what you want from God. And you have to ask Him. And He does listen to you. And, and it's true, because I'm up here speaking to you folks today, and I never thought that would be possible. I have a chance now with, with, with Michelle and my family of, of being happiness, of, of being happy with them, of being a good father, of, of raising my children up in a church community that I never thought was possible before because I'm not fill, filled with guilt and shame anymore. You know, uh, I thank, you know, Dennis Weeb for inviting my family here, you know, uh, you know, to continue to coming to this church. And I said, well, did you know I'm not Mennonite? <laughs> I said, obviously. <laughs> he said, well, you don't have to be Mennonite to attend the church. And <laughs> I said, okay, well, you know, we're going to strongly consider that. You know, uh, but it, it's, just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing that how much love, you know, I have for life that I never had before. And for God to give me true understanding of his love, um, and, and really that's all I need. You know, there's no drug, there's no drink, there's no relationship, there's no girl, there's no anything of this world that can give me happiness except Jesus Christ. I'm going to leave you with a verse, Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And how I'm looking so forward to, to graduating Teen Challenge. I'm actually will be a graduate on Wednesday and a staff member on Thursday. And uh, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you, John. You know, we often kid the guys. Uh, there's another pastor and I on staff that raised in Christian families. We tell them, well, we gave up drugs and alcohol at seven years old when we gave our lives to Jesus. And, and uh, you, you think, well, how in the world did two guys like that get into a program like this and start leading these guys? And, you know, I, I found that uh, years ago, I was raised in a Christian home and um, you know, you, you just, you grow up with it. 
And it was a few years in, in my 20s, when I went through some things in my life, that I realized something about this. That I was telling the guys on the way down, I said, you know, there comes a point in your life when you stop running from the devil and you start chasing him. And you become his worst enemy. And I went through that a few years ago when I I started to look into the Word, and we read it this morning, and I'm not going to be long this morning, but I, I... I read that and I thought, the word of God is, is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And I started to study it. And you know, that two-edged sword has this idea of two rivers flowing down into a lake. And you know, when you get two rivers flowing, that it, there's much more water that ends up in that lake. There's, there's much more of a flow. There's, there's much more of a momentum that comes when you've got two. And, and I started to see that you know, you look into um, Matthew 16 where it says we have the keys of the kingdom and whatever we bind on earth is bound on, in, on he- in, whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven, whatever we loose on earth, loosed in heaven. And, you know, we have this authority as believers. And I started to see this, this two river flow as God and me. And when we start to flow together, it's, it's, it's not me, per se, it, it's what God put in me. It's, it's Holy Spirit, it's Jesus, it's, it's the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It's the season we're in. And I started to see the Word of God as this weapon, this two-edged sword, this thing that, you know, we, 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 we sometimes, I mean, a lot of us don't even care. I had to look for this this morning. I've got to be honest. I had to look for this this morning because I thought if I'm teaching on the Word, I better have my Bible with me because how many of you know most of our Bibles are on our cell phones or on our iPads or on our computers? And, and, and I actually had to search for this because when I do my reading, it's usually on my computer. But, you know, I started to see this thing as a weapon, as, as something I could use so I wouldn't be running from the devil so much. I'd be chasing him. And I got asked this very interesting question a number of years ago. And it's always stuck with me. You know, you get those things that just stick with you. Somebody says something to you. And the question was this. When they speak your name in hell, like God speaks it in heaven, what do they think down there? Interesting question, isn't it? What do they think of you and me in hell. I want them to run scared. Amen? And I believe Teen Challenge is a place where when a guy says, I'm going to Teen Challenge, the devil says, "Uh uh-oh, we lost another one. We lost another one. Because we want it to be that place. This is what we teach the guys. We teach them that this is your power right here. That's why we put them in the Word. They are in the Word 20, 25 hours a week in studying. We, we gear um, their, their what we call PSNCs, their personal studies. We gear it towards what they're dealing with. We'll, we'll give them studies on certain things, and by the time they come out, they're memorizing Scripture. <laughs> I don't know how many verses. Anybody calculated how many verses you guys memorized by the time you're done? So training phase is the, or, um, 
The first phase is the first six months. They memorize at least 75 verses. And these are things that they use in their everyday life. Because those things are the things that will pop up when you're dealing with something. Boom. They'll pop into your mind, into your heart, and you'll use them. You'll use it as a sword. You'll use it as a sword. I believe the Word of God is our most powerful weapon, and that's what we teach the guys. That's what we show them, that this Bible is exactly what they need. The, the Word of God, it's alive, it's powerful. It's a living, breathing thing in our lives because the Word lives inside us. Jesus, who came at Christmas, lives inside us by Holy Spirit. And, and he, he is in there. And so when we speak His Word, we're like that double mouth coming into a lake. We're, we're flowing. We're doubling the power here because He's speaking it. He's already spoken it. He's speaking it. Now we're speaking it. And we're coming with this power. It's alive. It's powerful. You know, I think of David against Goliath. You know, what, what did David say when he came there and he saw all the Israelites? Oh, no, what are we going to do about Goliath? What are we going to do? David's reaction was, who's this to defy the armies of the living God? What was he doing? He was just taking the word that was in him. What he'd seen of God, what he believed of God that was inside him. And saying, I'm, I might be small, I might only be a teenager, but I know my God's bigger than this. I got some experiences. I got some things in life that I've experienced, and I'm going to use them right now. And we're going to go and get rid of this giant so that we can go get rid of the Philistines. And he did. He did. You know, my, my grandfather was a, a great man of God. He's with Jesus now. But I remember Christmas is there. We'd go to my grandfather's place. It was my mom's father. And, and uh, they had a, a, a fairly large house in Fergus, Ontario. I'm from Ontario. I've only been in Manitoba since March. We had no reason to come to Manitoba. We didn't know why we came to Manitoba. But we did. We decided to move here. And three months later, Teen Challenge opened up. So we finally realized why we were here. But... Um, We'd go to his house at Christmas, and he loved having his grandkids around. He, most of them were grandsons. Um, he had a couple of granddaughters, but uh, most of them were grandsons. And Christmas at Grandpa's place was a, a lot of fun. We'd go into his den where he had the TV. and You know those old remote controls that had the buttons on top that you had to push down? He had one of those when they were first came out, you know, and all the kids would be playing with it. We'd watch football or hockey or whatever's on and just spend time with my grandfather. But he had this chair in there. And it was this great big leather recliner. Huge thing. I mean, you could put three, four grandkids on this thing. It was huge. But it was one of those ones that had the side that you, you hit it and it would fold out. And it was one of those, the vibrating ones. You know what I mean? The old, the, the original chairs like this, you know. And, you know, I, I was thinking about this as I was preparing this. And I thought, you know, we could sit in that chair and have a lot of fun. And, you know, sit on Grandpa's knee and chat with Grandpa and have lots of fun. But you turn that thing on and you really enjoy the full effect of what that chair was made for. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, if, if you come home from a, a busy day at work and you're not, you know, you're feeling kind of sore and your muscles are sore and you sit on that chair and you just turn it on, you know what a massage is like, you know, you just, you just enjoy it. 
you get the full effect of it. And as I was thinking about that over Christmas, like I said, my grandfather went to be with Jesus back in 1988, but I was thinking that with regards to the Word of God, you know, we can read it. We can read the Christmas story like Pastor was praying this morning. You know, we can read it. We can go through the motions of Christmas and, and, and really miss the power of it. The power of it. And I was thinking of Grandpa's chair when I was thinking about the Word, and I was thinking, you know, the Word of God is really like that, isn't it? We can go through the motions and read it. And, but, you know, when it comes down to a crisis in our lives, when it comes down to a, you know, a health crisis or a financial crisis or, you know, whatever we may face in life, and we take this and use it to its full effect, then we really see God vibrating our lives, shaking us up, getting us to the place that he wants us to be. So my challenge from teen and adult and teen challenge this morning to you in this short time that we have is this. Take the word and use it the way Jesus intends us to use it, as a weapon. Not against each other, no. Against our enemy. Against the things that are controlling some family members. You know, we either serve God or Satan. There's really no in-between. You know, nice people are, let's admit it, you know what? You believe in Jesus or you don't believe in Jesus, and that's, that's the key to life right there, is just believe. Neighbors, relatives. I'll make a challenge to you today. Pray the word of God. Pray the word of God over people you're concerned about this Christmas and watch God move. I've, I've come to this conclusion about the word of God and it's this, it works. <laughs> it works. I got a 23-year-old daughter right now who is in Ottawa, which was the, one of the hardest things we've ever done is leaving her in Ottawa, but we did. And she's going to school and doing great. But she's just not serving Jesus the way she should. You know what I mean? Just not where she could be. And uh, I just take Proverbs 6, 23. Some of you parents might know what that verse is. Raise up a child in the way they should go, and in the end they won't depart from it. And sometimes my wife will get off the phone with Lydia and say, Oh, man, I wish she would just go to church. I wish she'd just get her life straightened out. And I'll say, Proverbs 6, 23 she will. Because I've taken this and I've, I've studied it, I've read through it, and I've found that, you know, it does work. And it is true. Everything. Word for word. And I've gotten to the point in my life where I am that confident in the word of God that if it says, if I've raised her the way she should go, and we did, then in the end she won't depart from it. I, I tell my wife, I, said, I don't care if she's 80 years old, on her deathbed, she will come back. And that's just an example there of, of what I am using the word of God for as a weapon. I've told, I've told my daughter that too. I said, you, Lydia, you got no choice. Just give up. Give up. Your mom's a praying mother. You got a praying grandmother. Two praying grandmothers. They don't know how to shut up. Just give up. They're, they just... 
Isn't that the way it is, though? God is so good, isn't he? He's so good. And, you know, these are just two of the stories that we see. Oh, we see failures, too. If you're praying for Teen Challenge, as much as you pray for these guys, pray for the staff. (laughs) We need, we covet your prayers. This is probably the hardest job I have ever done, but yet the most rewarding in ministry. I, I love this. I, I told uh, one of the guys there, I said, I love church. I understand church. I, I love going to church. I love being part of the church. But give me teen challenge before church because there's some things you deal with church I just can't deal with. I, I don't know what it is. It's just not in me to deal with some of the issues at church. But teen challenge seems to be my little niche. And I absolutely love working with these guys. And, uh, you know, Josh was saying just a little side praise report, you know, when he, when I first met him, he did have trouble reading and writing. And uh, we had put somebody with him to do his studies and stuff. Now he's doing it on his own. You know, and I see that as a miracle too, you know, of God going just, you know, we, we want their lives transformed by Jesus, but every area of life, God's concerned with everything. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're out of time. I know you really don't want to go outside, do you? <laughs> but we'll just, we'll just close. And, and Do you want me to close in prayer now, or do you want to? Sorry? Okay. Okay. Thank you. God bless. Pastor?